This is the Pete Wong Podcast, sharing the things that I love with those that I love. I've always wanted to talk about the things that I care about in life. People have told me time after time, why don't you just share more of you? And with that, let's go. Well, welcome to this week's The Pete Wong Podcast. The last time I did a, a recording, an episode, was probably over a month ago. There's been a couple of different things that have been happening that resulted in me not being able to record. And But I started a new position, now the after-school coordinator at Century College and through the TRIO ETS program. And so I'm working with middle schoolers, uh, helping uh, the after-school program and helping develop um, classes and teaching them and mentoring college students. I caught a cold uh, in early December. That's never fun for anyone. And that's actually what I'm going to be talking about here today. But here we are and decided to do this live because I wanted the information to get out there a lot sooner. And also just uh, hopefully create some dialogue around this topic. So first of all, I just want to say Happy New Year, Happy 2022-2022. It's a kind of a cool number, um, just looking at it on paper uh, written. It's kind of neat. Recently, I, I was part of this Facebook group, and one of the questions that they asked is, what, do you, what are your goals for 2022? Normally, around this time, I would feel really excited about the new year and uh, look forward to a bunch of things and just like uber positive. Lately, I've been struggling just just to be totally transparent here as we do on the Pete Wong podcast. I've been feeling not my usual smiling, positive personality. And I've been accepting and being okay with that. One of the things that I've been learning to practice more is uh, as human beings, we have so many different attributes that make us who we are. We sometimes neglect our emotions and our feelings that are just as important as the next one. I think it gets a little tricky because if you're too much of one thing, like let's say you're angry all the time, you have to consider what that means and where that's coming from. At the same time, I don't think it's realistic to be, uh, I'm just trying to get comfortable here. I didn't realize that turning my body like that would be not very comfortable. Let's adjust this actually. I just blocked, I just blocked this camera's view. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just try to trying to get the best audio for you listeners, you lovely listeners. So we're talking about the different emotions and feelings and attributes that we have as human beings. So at the same time, if you're always happy, I don't think that's realistic. I used to have a coworker of mine, he'd come in and he's a very positive person and he'd tell everybody, hey, you should be happy. Hey, uh, why aren't you happy? You should be happy. And then he'd list out a bunch of things, reasons why one should be happy. Because I knew him, I, that's one of the things I loved about him, that he would always come in with positive energy. He was just excited for life. As I researched more, learned more, talked to more people, learned about how, how mental health is, how our 
emotions, you know, really affect uh, our perception of the world, how, how, how our mental uh, health affects the world and how we perceive it. I really started thinking it's nice that, that this person is encouraging people to be happy, but you can't just force someone to be happy. It has to come from a genuine place. At the same time, if someone is angry, you can't just tell that person to not be angry. I mean, you can, but I think there's more work that needs to be done. I've been feeling this more skeptical negative negativity, uh, not very motivated, uh, a bit lost, a bit jealous, uh, not being very mindful or respectful of others. And, you know, I don't, I don't feel like that's really me. And I don't normally, I don't, it's tricky because here I am talking about uh, embracing all our emotions and our attributes. So I'm still trying to figure out how that works. But I just know myself that when I'm more positive, when I'm hopeful, when I'm feeling inspired, when I feel like, I literally can take on the world and I feel full of joy and love and affection and compassion and empathy. I feel like that's where I thrive. But this thing that I've been feeling lately, I've also been learning to just sit with it. A couple years ago when some close people in my life were passing away and getting, getting ill and then, um, you know, some of them eventually passing away. I learned the value also from my mentor, um, you know, just straight up teaching me that sometimes you just have to sit with what you're feeling. That's pretty much what I've been doing. As I started thinking about this episode, it, it's like a lot of my episodes. Uh, I I always have something to say. It's just it, it, it doesn't always feel natural, like the right timing to say it. Or I feel like, wow, it's a lot of work to, to put this together and it just feels overwhelming. But today, for some reason, uh, I finally got the spark to just put the equipment together and let's do this. And that's where we are. Because I feel an urgency to talk about, um, to talk about um, this. In early December, I had... I had what I thought was a cold. I apologize if this is going to be a little um, like uncomfortable or, you know, talking about illness and talking about sickness, uh, having a cold and the symptoms. Putting advisory out there that this episode will be talking about uh, a little bit about COVID. We'll be talking about illnesses. And um, um, just from my perspective, um, I am not, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Uh Please do not take what I am sharing as um, as a written prescription for anything. I'm just sharing uh, the experience that I've had recently. So in December, I got I, I started feeling symptoms of a cold. To be honest, like when you blow your nose and, and it's the gross kind, it's the colorful kind. It was like not stopping. Itchy throat, you know, sore throat, some achiness, coughing, drowsiness, uh, a little exhaustion. Around just before the holidays, I started feeling better. And then I, I, I started to feel like maybe this is more than a cold, but I wasn't sure. I hadn't gotten my booster shot yet, so I decided to go ahead and get 
get my booster shot. When got my booster shot? The Wednesday before Christmas Eve. I know there's something about, you know, whether or not you should be uh, getting the shot, the vaccine shot or the uh, booster shot when you're not feeling well. I was feeling better, so I thought that that would be okay. And also, here's the other factor. So with Christmas coming around, uh, my girlfriend Emily and I had plans to go out, get on a plane, and to visit her family in a different state. Been planning this with her family for you know a few months, you know, but before um, because we we're planning for the holiday. We were planning Christmas Eve. We were spending with my family, and then Christmas Day we get on the plane and spend um, you know a few days with her family. So there was this urgency of like, okay, I I, I don't want to get on a plane without having my booster. I still got a couple of days. Um, you know, if I feel sore before getting on the plane, it should be all right. I started feeling better from the cold, but I still wasn't over. I don't know. Just something inside of me felt like you know this. I'm just not, I'm not completely, you know, I'm still exhausted. I'm um, getting chills. Like, you know, I, I hated that. After I got my booster, I started to feel as if the symptoms that I had before had ramped up. Everything except uh, vomiting and um, uh, diarrhea uh, on that list, um, I, was, I was experiencing. So I decided on Christmas Eve that I would go, you wait because you're not sure and you wait because you think, you know, it'll get better. And then, and then you wait and then you find out, you know, it's, it's going to be Christmas Eve tomorrow. Are people, are places open? Are you going to be able to get this and this? So you're, you're like, you know, you're, you're on the phone, you're on, you're on the uh, online and you're looking up for options. Found out that my clinic was open, the clinic that I go to was open on Christmas Eve, so my reserve, uh, you know, I talked to the nurse and she said, yeah, you know, urgent care is open, you can just, you don't need an appointment, just go. So I went and the doctor saw me. All my vitals and temperature and all that was was normal. You're a healthy person. Do you, would you like to, you know, get your the COVID test? And I said, yeah, for sure. The doctor said that as long as the test was negative, I should be fine to get on the plane. Now, they weren't sure if the results were going to come in on time. That's when the difficult decision had to be made. So what happened was after I went to the clinic, I think I went to Walgreens and I, and I went to those, um, got one of those behind the counters uh, COVID tests. And I came home and I did the test, the rapid test on my own, and it tested positive. Me not being very uh, suave in the in the medical field, um, I wasn't sure if that test was accurate. It had a chance. I mean, on the test, it said uh, either you know you get the stripes, kind of like a pregnancy test. Uh, not that I've ever been pregnant, but I know about those tests. Um, you get the two stripes and you're COVID, you tested positive um, uh, for the, uh, the strain, the uh, exposure. Um, you get one color stripe, uh, I think it was blue, then you tested negative. You get uh, a red one stripe, that means that the test is invalid. And well, I got the two stripes. So I figured, well, if it was invalid, I'd get that one stripe. But I was still hoping that I'd get the results from my clinic. But I called up uh, Emily and I said, hey, this is the situation. And and then I just, you know, in, inside I just felt, I felt horrible. Right away, Emily and I talked about it and, and you 
know, she talked to her family and I talked to my family and, um, and, you know, everything was cool, but, you know, inside, just to be honest, inside, I felt like, like an idiot. I felt like, uh, I ruined, I ruined the holidays. I ruined the opportunity for my girlfriend to reconnect with her family and everything that we planned, you know? And, and, and the thing is, is like, when you think about it, it's not just the responsibilities or the things that you've done that led up to that day, right? When you're planning like holidays, there's a lot of stuff that people do to prepare. But also it's the stuff that on the other side, like her family, you know, had bought groceries and gotten things ready for us. And I just felt like, like I let, I let people down and I let myself down and I just felt really bad, you know, and upset. Because when, when people think of the holidays and you think of winter break, whether it's from work, whether it's from school, it's a time to relax. It's a time to enjoy. It's a time to give your body, your, your mind, your, your soul a rest and and be surrounded by people you love and do things that that you that that to enjoy life. And I just hated the idea of being in quarantine again. I just I just felt like a disappointment to to mainly myself. You know, and I you know, I apologize to Emily and here's the thing that's very important for you listeners. As disappointing as not being able to spend holidays with your family and your loved ones is, and not being able to do things, you know, like have fun. And the more important thing is our health. That's the most important thing. Even though our minds may we may make excuses, may want to rationalize with, like, oh, I wish I did this, and you know, if I had done this, then this, or. Um, you know, this sucks that this happened and, you know, I just feel like, like a downer, like a loser. The reality is, is that the truth is, is please don't. I was extremely encouraged by Emily, you know, on the phone with her as she was, you know, making changes, you know, with her family and um, dealing with the airlines, you know, bless her, bless her heart. Um, and at the same time, uh, realizing that uh, because we spent time together, it's probably good for her to get tested and also to um, find out if if you know she was exposed to or not, or and and also that you know that would mean that she would have to quarantine. Which I really wanted to share this topic because we spend. So so much time learning how to adapt, how to live in quarantine when the world was unsafe to go out. And so that was one transition. But then when things started opening up, that was like another transition. We had to learn how to adapt to this quote unquote new world that Part of it existed in what we knew, what we once knew. And then part of it is this newer thing that we're learning and also 
in addition to what we're learning and what we've learned, things still being uncertain and things still not knowing what <laughs> what to do. I feel grateful that I have uh, such an incredible person in my life uh, with Emily and and how her how her heart uh, is is really. Loving and compassion and uh, caring, uh, just a caring soul, recognizing that it's not, a, it's not a big deal. It feels like a big deal, but what's more important is that we take care of our health. And, 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 and I think what's, what's kind of cool about when you decide that you're going to take care of yourself, you also realize that you're helping keep others safe too, which should be should go hand in hand, right? Uh, but they don't always do. I'm also grateful for Emily's family because right away they, they understood the situation and they, none of them ever made me feel guilty or, or bad. It was, it was more like support. My family, bless their heart, they were very supportive and right away my sister, my brother, uh, my mom and dad were like, what, you know, what do you need, what can we get you? I got used to being in quarantine. When I was in LA, uh, some of you might, you know, know the story, but um, two weeks before coming back to Minnesota, I, I quarantined myself in a hotel in North Hollywood because I wasn't sure if I was um, exposed to COVID at that time. But at that time, I wasn't feeling sick. I wasn't feeling ill. I, was, I, I wasn't sure. But I was able to do stuff throughout the day. I was able to exercise. I was able to uh, eat whatever I wanted to. I was able to, um, I mean, I didn't, well, I did go out a little bit because I had to get some boxes packed and, and that whole ordeal. And then when I came back to Minnesota, there was, you know, the, the off and on of going in, uh, quarantining and, and, and not uh, when things shut back down and you, we had to go back in and stuff like that. But even then I wasn't sick and I didn't feel ill. And I spent a lot of time, you know, at Emily's and and even though, you know, she was working remotely, we could still spend time together. I had that human connection and I had uh, my health. But this time, I didn't know how to prepare for it. Above anything, it was more, I didn't know how to prepare for it mentally. Because physically, I wasn't, I, you know, when you're sick and especially with COVID, there's only so much you can do. There was times, uh, you know, where I was on the phone and I'd be checking out because my brain was foggy and, you know, exhaust. I was, I was feeling exhausted because I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to think. But that was the plan. We were going to quarantine ourselves for the next 10 days, seven or 10 days. I can't remember. Uh, for me, it was 10. Very grateful that, that Emily tested negative. But, you know, she made the choice, the, the safe choice to quarantine herself. In hindsight, looking back to those 10 days you know it's 10 days it's not even two weeks in two weeks it's not even a month and you know i i mean obviously i have to be grateful um you know in a selfish way f for you know to give gratitude for the situation that i was in the situation that we were in versus of course it could have got it could have been worse and i was reminded of that but at one point, one of my best friends called me up and I think it was probably like midway or something like that. And we were talking on the phone and he called me out and, and, and what he said to me, 
I didn't know. I didn't know how it made me feel until afterwards. Uh, to my buddy, I you know I'm, I'm sharing this not to say that you know anything that you said was was ill will or un, you know um, um, bad intentions. I know it, it wasn't, um, but I just had to be honest with what I was feeling, and um, and and afterwards I realized that um, you know when we were talking, he he said you know you sound mildly depressed. The truth was is that. I was. And I think that we have to learn as a society to accept and to allow people to be depressed. Whether it's mild or a serious case or like many friends that I know that are have di- that are diagnosed depressed and 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 have found ways to deal with it. Uh, whether it's taking uh, medicine or uh, having certain practices and certain uh, rituals that help them, or seeing a therapist or whatever it is um, that that that's that's helping them process uh, their condition. It was clear to me that I felt mildly depressed because there was nothing I could do about the situation, and what really bothered me was. Before when I was in quarantine, I could I could still do the things that I really wanted to do, that, that I love doing, which is focus on my self-care. I love to read. I love to uh, do practice martial arts. I love to exercise. I love to do yoga. I love to read. Uh, I already said read. <laughs> um, can you tell I like to read? Uh, I like to write. I like to research. I like to... Uh, I mean, I did like to do painting and art, but I didn't do much of that. I haven't done much of that in a while. Training the mind, training the body, tapping into the spirit, all these things. But this time, I was happy just to not feel the symptoms that much. Not have doubt that, that, I'm, that I'm not getting better that I might be getting worse. I had to accept that as much as I wanted to work out, even if it was like breathing exercise or yoga, although I do recommend doing light breathing exercises if, if your body can, um, uh, you know, even if you, it, you have to listen to your body as my sister Janet uh, remind me, reminded me. You have to trust your body definitely don't neglect it but I do understand from friends that were exposed friends and family that were exposed to COVID this thing is no joke it affects our respiratory system it, it, it affects our lots of things I lost I lost them uh I had a different change like whenever like smelling like I guess when they say you lose smelling your your scent they don't just mean it's gone. They just—they even mean that it could be replaced with something because something happens with the. Um, uh, again, I'm not a scientist, but uh, something happens <laughs> medically, and uh, it affects your how you smell. And and I and I started smelling like like a gasoline aroma every, everywhere, and and the biggest test was I opened up my essential oils, and what normally would have a, a, a lovely scent. 
um, I opened it up and I smelled it and, and, and I smelled this kind of like gasoline. It, it didn't help that I was also feeling bad for, for my girlfriend. I mean, I'm not saying that it didn't help, meaning I didn't care. I, I, I mean, because I cared, I felt helpless that I couldn't do anything. And I also felt responsible that, that you know, she was in the situation because of me. Knowing her situation, she's never had to be been alone in quarantine. She was either with her family members or, um, or like last year in 2020, uh, I, 2021, 2020, 2020. Yeah, I was uh, with her uh, many times, uh, even if if I was in you know the other room or you know I would come over and see her and you know we spend time together. This was her having to accept that for you know x amount x amount of days she would be by herself we always reminded each other if you need anything you know like we're here for each other uh you know i love you and you know yeah she said you know don't say sorry but you know i would say sorry eventually i stopped saying sorry but i just felt really bad because I just felt like it wasn't fair, you know, it wasn't fair for her to have to spend her holidays this way. And, you know, I mean, I can, I can deal with what I, what I have to deal with, but, but not her. But at the same time, I think also training and practicing healthy mental health, it also meant accepting the reality of the situation. One of the, my biggest principles is, is, is through Buddhism and it's about, um, the practice of recognizing when something is is an attachment which anything can be an attachment <laughs> it's it's that moment when we recognize like oh i'm attached to that idea or i'm attached to that thing or that person and the thing that's really helped me and why i love buddhism so much and why i'm so grateful for my mentor for introducing uh buddhism to me uh in such a practical real human way the power of recognize when we're attached to something, an idea or a person. It's the practice of letting go that liberates you, that saves you, that provides you with another perspective, another, as he used to say when we train martial arts and boxing, option. I knew that the only way that I was going to heal physically mentally and spiritually through this was to let go of the things that i was attached to i was attached to the idea of not being able to spend time during the holidays with my loved ones i was attached to the idea of not being there for emily i was attached to the idea that maybe emily was really struggling attached to the idea of holy crap my entire break or our entire break is spent in quarantine and on day 11 is 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 the end of the break and and for so for and for many it's it's going back to work it's going back to school in a blink of an eye the break the holiday didn't almost it like it didn't exist and so I remember one night Emily and I talking on the phone and I, I really appreciate that, that, that I can get really to the core of, of, of my being with her. 
and, and, I, and I welcome her and I ask her to do the same since day one. We were talking about this perception of the holidays. We got to be careful because on one end, the holidays is something really cool to be celebrated. And there's a lot of tradition. There's a lot of ritual. There's things that people do and expect. Making cookies, even decorating. Uh, or if you uh, have a you know specific religious uh, belief, that ties in, right? But isn't that feeding off subconsciously without knowing it? We've been not realizing that falling into these what we perceive as holidays is also falling into a perspective of this is what holidays, this is how holidays need to be or should be. And if it's not, something's wrong or we're not doing something right or we're not, we're off. And what I realized, or what we realized as we were talking, is we got to be careful about that. Because it could slide right under us. It could be, it could like slip between the cracks of our being, of our wholeness, of what makes us incredible human beings. The holidays is a reason to spend time with your loved ones. But if you're in a situation where you can't, why can't we just be okay with that? Why can't we just accept that during these two weeks or a week and a half, that whole celebration should be transported every day of our life in our souls, in how we carry ourselves. But why is it that we put so much significance around this time period? And, you know, I, I, I really hate when people say I'm, I'm stressed about shopping for my for presents. Because I think that our society has fallen into this consumerism so much that we've been blinded, we've been bamboozled. If we had a Christmas, if we had a holiday, if we had a celebration without certain things, can we still say, that it was just fine or maybe that it was more than fine. I don't have an answer and I'm not trying to answer for anybody. But I'm sharing this because I feel like once my mind was able to, to be more clear about, what, about thinking, when my body felt better, when my breathing felt better, this true essence of who I am was able to provide me these little messages, these little 
nuggets of humanity. And it made me feel It made me feel like maybe if I look at the lesson, as my mentor would say, there's lessons and blessings in everything. If I look at the lesson and the blessing of what happened, Maybe it was for me to realize that I need to be careful specifically during times of celebration or times of, of holidays, certain days or certain times of the year that we do certain things with each other, for each other. I needed to learn to be careful about where my perception was of it. As a kid, I loved Christmas. It was my favorite holiday. And I'm sure there's lots of kids, right, that love, that love Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, you know, getting presents growing up. But I think it was more just all the little things that add up to what I thought Christmas meant. And, and I'm not just talking about consumerism, you know. I'm also talking about spending time with the people that you love, singing Christmas carols, eating together, all these things that are beautiful, that are also miracles of life. We shouldn't have to be attached to the ideals, the idealism of what we think these days are meant to be like. I think in return, or I think instead of what we should be doing, is not having attachments to anything and learning to create our own new celebrations, forms of celebration, forms of communication, ways of being present and in the moment with each other. But again, I don't have an answer <laughs> as to how or like in what way or, you know, but I just, I think that what happened this holiday, once I was able to detach myself from what I wanted or what I expected, or what I expected from others, or what I thought they expected of me, I came to the conclusion like Emily said the day that I told her that our plans would have to probably change, she said, your health is the most important thing, baby. So I encourage you all to take care of yourself, to really do what needs to be done to keep your mind and body 
strong and healthy, which also means paying attention to the spirit. There was a night when Emily and I were talking on the phone and I could definitely feel that both her and I were struggling with some things. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's because you can only watch so much TV before you don't want to watch TV. Now, for me, it was a little different because cause my body couldn't do anything and didn't want to do too much that I was just like, I was happy watching Daredevil, eventually transitioning to the Punisher uh, Netflix series, uh, watching it for the second time. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I was there for her as much as I could. And I remember her calling me one night and saying, I don't have anyone that's really checking in on me. At least, and she wasn't saying this, you know, to be mean or to, to, to make me feel bad. I think she was just, I mean, I know that she was just expressing her truth and being as transparent as she needed to be in that moment with me. But she said, you have people that are checking in on you. You have people that are asking if you need groceries. And she says, I don't. And I told her, trying to find a healthy, loving way to say this to her. I said, after listening you know, to what she wanted to share with me, I said, one thing that really helped me at one point, and again, I think it was, um, I think it was something my mentor said to me or said to a group of people. And that was, sometimes in life, if not all the time, but at least sometimes, we need to ask for what we need. I didn't want to challenge Emily in a way that would make her feel not loved, not cared for, not, not being listened to. But I wanted to challenge her. To recognize that if you need to talk to someone, if you want someone to check in on you, sometimes we have to go find those people and take the chance, take the risk and ask them, simply ask them. I'm going through something right now. Are you willing and wanting to be there for me? If you don't, that's completely fine. That's your choice. But if you do, I could really, I could surely use that right now. And this is something to, that, that I realize how important it is, especially in when, when we're in situations of feeling helpless, even bored, or feeling unsure. I want to share this with you listeners because I think it's so important for us to not put it on ourselves that there's not someone that out there that wants to help us, that wants to support us, that wants to provide for us certain needs. If we don't tell people, if we don't let people know what we need, we also can't expect them to provide it for us. 
I do believe, though, that once you express genuinely, honestly how you're feeling and what you need and you get the response that you get for better or for worse, that this is how this person feels about you at this moment. And then you have to decide for yourself, does this person bring value in my life? Or is this person hurting me more? I wanted the listeners, uh, those of you that might be, have gone, gotten through the same thing or similar thing during the holidays. I wanted to share this with you because, specifically to you, because I want you to know that you're not alone. I got to tell you, when I heard stories, you know, or read articles about, you know, that this wasn't, this wasn't uh, a specific case this this holiday the uh not the omarion <laughs> i saw a tiktok video about the omarion variant uh omicron variant and i don't mean to scare people but we got to be real with it we got to look at that uh, white elephant in the room i'm not white elephant we gotta look at the elephant in the room there's a chance that you're going to get exposed there's a chance that whether you're vaccinated or not booster shot or not, you will eventually get exposed to COVID. But don't be afraid. You can get through it. You will. Stay positive. As my friend who got COVID early on made a YouTube video, then they asked her at the end, what was the one thing that saved you? She said, stay positive. On those darkest days, on those difficult times, it is my hope from the bottom of my heart that you will be all right. But I can't guarantee that, right? It would be silly for me to, to talk about this and knowing so many people's lives have been gone. And, and I don't, I'm not saying this to make friends and family members of loved ones that that, that has happened to. Uh, I'm not making light of any of that situation. I just want to be real, as real as I can about this topic. Whether you're in this situation or not, whether you have to quarantine, just know you are not alone. And you need to let people know what you need if you're not getting it. For me, I knew, like the first time I didn't call my best friends, my mentor, and tell them about it because it's not that I don't want to, it's just I physically didn't have the energy to do anything more than just get up and make sure that I'm eating the right foods. Uh, lots of broth, lots of soup, lots of broth. Really helpful. I just watched TV and I just told myself this will eventually end. And when you come out of this, you will be a little bit more knowledgeable than you were before. You would have learned something. You would have gained something. You would have lost something too. But you would have gained something. And that's where we're at. So that's, I guess that's what this is all about, was me wanting to share with you. If you're still listening, thank you. If you're still watching, thank you. If you watch this later, thank you. What matters more to me is that there are, there are people who, who need uh, to hear what I'm sharing and if you want to 
share back, please do. If you want to have a discussion, let's do it. Um, but please, let's keep the comments uh, positive, healthy, respectful. That's all I ask. Of course, I do want you to follow uh, the podcast, uh, follow what I'm doing. Um, it just makes what I'm doing have that much more meaning behind it. And it also encourages me to keep doing it. But I'm going to keep doing it because I enjoy it. And I'm even creating a class uh, teaching podcast. Before I go, I just want to say one more time thank you to everyone that uh, has been very supportive during this time. Emily, there is no one else that I would have wanted to have gone through this with, uh, even though we didn't go through it like physically together, right? But like, like our, our, our souls uh, and spirits aligned uh, like they always do. Your family, my family, my siblings that, uh, and my parents that brought me groceries, my brother that, you know, send very encouraging words to both Emily and me, friends, family, friends that, that called me just to check in, even friends that I know once you find out that this happened, please understand that I would have wanted to told you, tell you, but I just didn't have the energy. Uh, I was thinking about you the whole time and uh, I love you. To my coworkers who, who have been you know supportive and all of you listeners, thank you for believing in the work that I do and believing in, in, in the person that I am and all the support and love and uh, much love and gratitude to you all. And I uh, encourage and hope you will uh, share your stories, tell your stories, express your stories, and share them with, with me. There's a lot shared here and uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. You are loved, you are enough, you are worthy. Thanks everyone, take care of yourself, be safe. And if there's anything I can do, please give me a shout. All right. Peace and love. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. And remember, you are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy. Blessings to all of you.